Hey, everybody. Welcome to This Week in Pre-IPO Stocks podcast. Uh, we are live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina today for the UNC Wake Forest game. At least Clinton and I are. So, Nick, we'll have to get you out here for the next one, right? But um, Tar Heels are now number three. We just saw it. So, congrats to the Tar Heels. So, with me, I got Nick Fusco, CEO of Apeview, Pre-IPO Secondary Market Pricing Company, and Clint Sorensen over here, Chief Investment Officer at WellShield, an outsourced CIO and investment research company. Okay, three topics. First one we want to hit on is Reddit, right? So Reddit just announced that they're doing their IPO. I think they're going to put out docs at the end of February, and then the IPO is going to happen in March, right? But um, Nick, I know you pulled together some data on on Reddit, or I'm sure you've used it. I know I have, and I'm sure Clint has too. But what are your thoughts kind of on Reddit, on the IPO? Is this the right time? What do you think the prospects could be for, for the company? Sure thing. So is this the right time? Who knows? Uh, but did we kind of see it coming? In, in a way, yes, from the from the data, uh, we ended up seeing a lot of the volatility of, of Reddit's shares just completely get sucked dry out of the secondary market. And sometimes we're seeing that that's a decent indicator of something is going to either have a funding round, some sort of M&A activity, or IPO. Yeah. So over Insider the last- trading, right? <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, you really want to mitigate as much as, as you can, right? Not not all of these are going to um, be able to get rofered given the amount of SPV activity. But in this particular case, we saw volume really disappear. It wasn't the hot, most hotly traded name. Right. Um, it, we are seeing it down from Jan 2023 uh, to, to, to date about 20%. And hopefully we're going to see that this could indicate a, a reasonable uh, I, IPO. I mean, if there's if there's activity that people want to have, and hopefully it's pent up to uh, access this, and this is going to be one of those those names that gets a ton of meme activity, a ton of interest on on its own uh, network as well, which is which is going to be really interesting to watch. Right. So so Nick, using your data, so I pulled from PitchBook. The last round was ten billion, right in August two thousand twenty one. Using your data over at Apeview, right? I got that down forty three percent. So they're my math has them at like a five point six billion dollar valuation. The valuation and price hasn't been uh, listed yet, right? But but Clint, my understanding is the company's not profitable yet, right? So there's another one of these kind of IPOs where the company's coming and it's not profitable. I mean, what do you think? You know, kind of with a with a two thousand twenty one round, right? That was kind of things were rich back then, and then the company's not profitable and coming like. Do you think that that not being profitable might hurt their prospects in the IPO? Yeah, I think I think in an era area of higher cost of capital, right? You guys start thinking of profits over promises. Promises being these growth long duration companies where that was kind of all the rage back in 2021. Now it's really about all right, show me what can you do to manage the cycle uh, as a, from a business perspective. So I think I think profits are going to always reign supreme in this type of market, um, and I think. That that could hurt Reddit. I mean, only. Yeah. I mean, knowledge is we're only going to see in hindsight whether that's accurate right, or not. Right. But my guess would be that that's going to uh, negatively affect the price um, if they're not profitable. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, it was I think okay to go profitable without yeah, being yeah, it's, now it's liquidity it's different chase though, and right? everything. Yeah, now, right. now you have to overcome a certain cost of capital, and that math's just a little more difficult. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so Nick, I'm sure you've probably used Reddit before. I know I have, right? Any thoughts on just the product itself? Like, what do, what do you think? It's different, right, than Facebook or Instagram or X. It's a different kind of person that uses Reddit, right? So, like, what do, what do you think? What do you think of the product, right? 
Absolutely. So, I, I mean, compared to the Instagram, Snapchats, TikToks of the world, the average time spent is is definitely a fair bit lower. Uh, we've done a, a quick analysis comparing it to a lot of the other platforms uh, to compare to, is it more uh, niche or general? Is it more community driven and things of that nature? So hit us up, contact view.com to, to get that report. Uh, but at the, at the same time, I, I think it really does stand the test of time being uh, a, val- a valuable player out there. And it's one of the few that, that really hasn't had any sort of uh, public company ownership or become public itself. And yeah, I, I think that profitability is an issue. But coming yeah. into the IPO, I think Reuters reported they're only floating about 10% um, coming in. And they're okay. still growing at a pretty decent clip. I think 2021, they were at uh, a bit under 400 million, and now they're a bit over 500 million of revenue. Okay. So, I mean, for a company of that size, the, the growth is still pretty impressive. That's pretty solid, yeah. Because yeah. the yeah. company's been around for. Have you ever used Reddit? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've browsed Reddit, Reddit around certain topics. Obviously, if you Google search anything, it's usually going to pop. <laughs> it up. is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got their. You know, you're usually going to find something on there that's worth a read. Right. Yeah. But also too, like Clint, you talk about data a lot, right? I mean, I have to imagine you could use that data coming from Reddit for like training AI models and just like X is doing with, you know, with XAI and Facebook is doing with their models, right? I mean, this could be an AI play potentially yeah. as Anything well. Anything can be a data play now. Right? Yeah. It just yeah, depends yeah. on how well, how well they, I love it, Clint. how yeah. well they've set up that infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's switch gears real quick to to the private market. So there's some, I think, some really interesting trends that have come out and started to like mature a little bit over the last year, really. But so Databricks and Canva both came out and said that they're doing tenders. Canva announced theirs kind of in December and they're wrapping it up now, but it's oversubscribed. They're doing 1.5 billion uh, share sale, right? So that's, that's, uh, that, or 1.5 billion total raise. That's a big, that's a big nut. And then Databricks, there's buzz about them going public. I talked to an employee over there the other day and they said the only thing that anyone talks about is when they're going to go public, right? So that place is primed and ready to rock and roll. But other companies that have done like tenders and some of these are doing them on like consistent scale now, like SpaceX, Stripe, OpenAI, Anthropic, um, Databricks, which I mentioned earlier, ByteDance did a buyback, yeah. right? A buyback. So like, and these are big tenders too. They're like 750 million plus is like the smallest one that the smallest one that I've seen. So these are big numbers, right? So, um, so the trend that I'm seeing, and I want to, this is what I want to get your guys' opinion on. If this is like good or bad, right? Overall, for maybe just the general markets and the private stock markets, but these companies are going to like VCs to raise this money instead of going to a banker. So it's not coming from pensions, endowments, and foundations. It's coming from like a VC that turns around and goes to like high net worth people, right, to raise this money um, instead of going to like a pension fund and having them come in. Like do you go and well, so there's two things that I see that's nice. True, fair point, fair point. But you know, we've seen a lot of SPVs. Like that was interesting about Anthropic. They did an SPV with Menlo, Menlo, right? And that was kind of like everyone was like shocked about that, right? Um, So, like, what do you think? Is that a good idea? It's to me, it seems like it's good for the company. The CFOs doesn't have to go around and like hat in hand and try and raise money from these pension funds. It's all smaller checks they get gobbled up, right? So. A lot less due diligence, a lot less work for the home home office team, and then the fees get shifted to the buyers. So, like the company's not paying that six or seven percent investment banking fee, right? The the buyers are pay, paying to get in, and it may be about ease of source of funds too, right? So, if you think about pensions, they might have a big insurance company, some of the more traditional sources of capital, um, public funds. They might have a significant 
uh, amount of capital tied up in illiquid opportunities mm-hmm. that they're not exactly able to get liquidity smart. out of. So they're That's saying, smart. hey, this might be a new source of liquidity. I mean, you've got a lot tied up in commercial real estate. You've got a lot tied up in private equity, private right. credit. And a lot of that's not liquid or hasn't been liquid in the past market. So I think uh, some of this might just be these organizations adapting to the source of capital that's you know right there. Right, right, right. And I think that shows the depth of the market or how deep the market actually is, is that they're able to find these alternative sources of capital. Because back yeah. in the day, if one source of capital dried up, everything dried up. Right. And we saw venture get hit really, really hard. But now I think you're starting to see some some improvement um, in terms of the depth of these markets. But I think that's that's the silver lining I like to see is, yeah, it might be different, but at least they're adapting and there's market depth and they're able to source liquidity. Yes. From other markets, so overall, a good a good trend, right? Yeah, this yeah. is a great trend. Anytime you can, the more liquidity sources, the better. Right, right, right. Okay, so Nick, so like, what what do you think? Like your take on you've lived in the secondary market for a long time, right? Like, is it this? You you kind of agree with that sentiment? Is that is a nice development, positive development I, for the companies? I agree wholeheartedly. I, I think this just gives gives those those companies even more options. And when they have more options for for liquidity, uh, really, or control of where those shares are going to end up, that's a great thing. And I love yeah. that Menlo Ventures stepped up for the the anthropic play. I think that's so cool because right. SPVs in a lot of cases started to get a little bit of a bad a bad rap and getting written up in the news. And then you have some of the more prestigious players really justifying. You know what? It's it's a very clear means to to getting liquidity in the hands of people that that would really uh, benefit or are happy to pay the appropriate fees for access to names right. that they couldn't otherwise get. So I I think this is this is a perfect play for both the company and those that are interested in in getting access. Um, yeah. Traditionally, I think you you want to find the the right holders as your company matures until the very end when those holders ultimately are more of your your funds and etfs and things like that so right. no yeah. yeah not nothing bad to say about this in any in any regard except for sometimes i mean there's so much interest you can't even you you open it up and suggest you can get access to something like a databricks or a canva and there's so much demand that you can't fulfill it in the end so yeah. that yeah, that's true. the only thing that we're we're starting to see here which is super super interesting um from from our brokers and, and uh, buy some clientele but I mean, just that statement though, think about that. Like these things being oversubscribed. Like I heard this last SpaceX three X oversubscribed. I mean, there's so much demand for these companies from this mark from you know private investors, individual investors, you know, that that it's it's like the thing that I love about this is you get you're getting, you know, if it's pension endowments and foundations like it's been in the past, I mean that's fine. Ultimately, a pension endowment foundation will definitely pensions, right? That kind of flows back to individual people. Right, uh, maybe not so much on a foundation or a endowment perspective, but certainly on pension. I love this because now, like individuals can participate. Right? Decentralization, yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. You can't unsee it. And yeah. once that trend started, I love seeing it in everything, and you're seeing it here. Yeah, and it, awesome. you know, but it, so it's it's more. I think it becomes a more. It's a deeper market, like you were saying, wider market. You were saying it becomes, I think, more sophisticated because you really let the market. The, you know, if you're getting something three x oversubscribed, it's probably worth more than 
the round that it was just at, right? There's so wisdom in the crowd. Yeah, man. So like, there's some really interesting things that are happening here. What, what's also encouraging, and this is totally self-serving since I run a venture capital business focused on the space, right? But like, if this stuff is happening, that means more people are interested, right? This private stock market thing's not going away. Like, it's only going right, to get right. bigger. Right. And I love it because think about it like in our business, right? You and I share vertical, which is the you know, private wealth managers. Yeah. Um, and really RAs. And mm-hmm. if you look at RAs, this is a you know, they they all started equating the way they got paid to being a fiduciary, which I can argue that that's not that doesn't tell you whether you're a fiduciary or not now. Yeah. They're kind of getting back to their roots. Like, hey, I'm giving you access. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. think about it. Financial planning and a lot of the way that the business is run now became because access became democratized where it was easy, right? Yeah. Discount brokers usher in. And That's right. They had to reinvent themselves. Now you're like, hey, I've got access to this private stock market. There's tons of demand. That gets exciting. That's a way for advisors to grow their reach and impact more lives. Yeah, it's true. Have more people tap into That's uh, true. You know, financial wellness or financial planning. Yeah. I love it. I just I think this is a great thing. Well, it's a core function of the financial services market too, right? right? Like providing access to either information or product that you weren't being able, you wouldn't be able to get to by yourself, right? I mean, that's like mutual funds and ETFs, just pooling people's money together to access new markets. Yeah. And that's effectively what a lot of this stuff is. So, um, okay, cool. So last one, last topic here, fellas. So XAI, okay, doing a raise right now. Elon Musk, Elon Musk, large language model business. So they, they've already raised 500 million. The goal is to get to a billion they're going to do a, you ready for this? 15 to $20 billion valuation on this company. All right. So here's the thing that's interesting. So one- On love, X? That's on gross, X, huh? No, 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 XAI. So XAI is its own company. Okay. Right. Yeah. But here's the rub. So this is, so one is just, what do you think of that? So that's, that's worth what, what X is valued at. Right? Well, I would say Anthropics at 18. So like XAI is coming out and doing an, an Anthropic level v- evaluation kind of right off the bat, which is super interesting. Now, like, so, so that's an interesting talking point. The second is Musk came out and said that X is going to own 25% of XAI. Okay. So they're, they're, I think the last round, if I remember correctly for X, it was like a, they did an internal valuation. I think it was at, at 12. Nick, tell me if I'm wrong here. Maybe you remember. I don't, I don't, I'd have to go back and look at that. I remember so in our me. podcast episode, we were talking about it was like, like 12 to 17. It was in the teens. Yeah. yeah. So it was in, let's, we can say that it was in the teens, right? So like, you guys the, have a better memory than I. So yeah, yeah. like 25, 25% of a company that's at 15 to $20 billion is material. I don't think that was baked into the valuation, right? When they were doing that internal valuation. So, okay. So first, so maybe Nick, first thoughts. What do you think about XAI coming out of the gates at a at a fifteen to twenty billion dollar valuation? Right. I mean, that's pretty bold. <laughs> I mean, fair. they're raising the money. They're raising the money, right? How much have they raised? Five hundred million. They're of halfway the, of the billion. Of the billion. Yeah, it's been out there for two weeks. I'm getting calls now. I'm getting calls now. They're off. People are offering shares. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, super super interesting, and and I I really just digging into that that other point if it's going to be a quarter owned through through X or Twitter. I mean, yeah, that was never baked in. And and I know that Elon is going to twist those figures to say, oh, we're doing way better now than we used to be and all that because yeah. you could bake that like a quarter of that in. You know, that's outrageous. Five For billion sure. bucks. Um, I I just feel like these 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 companies can spin up so fast and get these valuations so high because there's some credibility behind the, the teams um, and their, their, uh, their capacity to create 
amazing LLMs and, and uh, they have access to data clearly through right. through Twitter or X, uh, which in and of itself to Clint's point is always a huge power play here. Uh, no doubt they're looking at you when you're driving your Tesla or will be in the future. So you see yeah. if you're looking at McDonald's or you're looking at Wendy's. Uh, but I but I do feel that that some of these valuation jumps are so fast, they may not be as defensible as you might think. And it might not be as, as fickle as the entertainment markets, like look at uh, things like Snapchat, come and go and then come back again. Right. Uh, I, I feel like these these growth trajectories are, are unsustainable and one will take off or two will take off, but they can't all be valued uh, on this exponent or beyond exponential uh, right. ramp, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So what do you think? No, no one knows how to value data as an asset class yet. Right. And I think it's just like when software as a service came, the company that first figured out how to properly value software as a service really was able to level up. Now they went higher than what people were valuing software companies, but I think this is just still the wild west to Nick's point. You just have no idea how to value these things. So yeah. why not shoot for, shoot for the yeah, moon it's true. and just go nuts, right? Because if you can raise the money and no one's going to give you a valid argument why it can't be worth that, I think, we're, I think that's going to be the interesting play um, over the course of the next really probably next year, but the next couple of years yeah. is going to be how does this AI Shake craze yeah. shift into a more methodical calculation of true long-term growth and value. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it comes back a little bit. Oh, it's, I mean, I think it, ha- I mean, it's a hundred X revenue multiple. <laughs> I mean, these nuts. are like, that's bananas, right? So, it's so, nuts. right. So well, maybe maybe this goes just just like er, whether it's early stage or late stage VC. You look at the founder. You say, "What have they done?" Everybody poo pooed Elon. Oh, what's Tesla going to do? Uh, the electric cars. It'll never become anything. And there you go. Uh, what's SpaceX that 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 uh, project going to do? Look at the numbers. I mean, he, yeah. he's posting massive growth and huge numbers there. Sure. So who, who's who's going to bet against him? You know. Well, so, well, but this is the thing. I was mentioning this to you maybe this morning, right? But like. If so, OpenAI Altman's been out talking to people, right? He did a Y Combinator presentation, right? To those guys, he used to run that, and he was telling my understanding is he was telling these folks, if you're building something for 2025 or 2026, you have to assume that AGI, artificial general intelligence, right, which is like a computer basically like self-aware, it's computer to, programming itself. It's it's that's like see ya. So imagine imagine that happening. Like, what is that worth? Is that a trillion dollar business? Like for the first, if, if XAI solves AGI, is that a trillion dollar? Like what is AGI worth? You know, that, that's the yeah. thing that that's to your, to your point, Nick, right? Around like the Tesla the productivity of every single programmer, attorney, accountant, financial advisor. Like you've got to take the whole entire white collar yeah. base of productivity globally. That's a lot. And you have to come up with a figure and that's what it's worth. That's a lot. If not more than that. Because like if how you much discount cash flow, yeah, if you discount cash flow on that, that's a huge number, right? <laughs> the, 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 uh, but then to Nick's point, like if you got multiple companies out there doing this, right? You have multiple AGIs, which I'm sure that's what will happen. You, you know what I mean? Then it'd be like, well, who's your, who's, what customers do you have? And it probably gets back down to normal. Like not everything's going to be 100x revenue multiple all the time. Well, I think but. they're valuing it wrong on this revenue multiple anyway. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I think it comes down to what's data now worth. We really haven't thought about that fully. We've thought about it a little bit. 
right, from a marketing perspective. The old model was how much is this data worth to advertise? Let me ask you a question, though. Do you think the data the data is still the most important thing if the model is now has reached AGI or is yes. the model become the – you think the data is still more important? Data is important, right? Yes. Yeah. What, are you building, what are you building for? Well, the, I mean, they would both you have to be have important, I would think. You what you're producing. Right. I, yeah, I would err more towards Clint's. I mean, if if you don't have the data to power it up, there's really yeah. not much for it to work off of, right? So yeah. even if you if you compare, um, yeah, a, a, AI to a really top end um, data science person, you give them one a hell of a lot more data that that's going to outperform the other. Yeah. Fair, okay. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I got you. I got you. We need you. to invest. This gets me back to real assets. Mm-hmm. Investing in the grid. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be the matrix. Yeah, I got you. Right, we're going to be plugged into the machine, no powering it. Like we no, well, there, I mean, there's going to be a whole bunch of picks and shovels, new picks and shovels. But I mean, you're seeing it with Nvidia already. But I'm sure to your point, there's going well, to be a whole bunch chips. of new. I think it's data infrastructure, yeah, yeah, electricity yeah. infrastructure. It's the entire grid. Yeah, I think this is a meaningful. This is a, if we, but this this has to. We have to have policy and not fear based policy meet this. Potential, yeah, because it is potentially awesome, yeah. But we have to have it. There'll be some pain in the transition. Yeah, either ego pain, yeah, 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 yeah. some sort of pain. But we we can figure it out. Well, this this is this. I got to tell you, it's like an exciting time in the space. Like the AI stuff is really wild. This these trends that are happening in the secondary market, this kind of like evolving private market, you know, uh, is an interesting place too. And I do think we're going to see some more IPOs in 2024 right at least that's my that's my hope and think about wearables like i can't get off this like when you start thinking about data you start thinking about everything you do (laughs) yeah and then you start thinking about universal basic income right like think about alaska paying every resident yeah yeah, yeah. for living there right for their share of oil yeah think about that like your data becomes so much more valuable in an agi scenario that your universal basic income comes comes to you in the form of how much you're plugged in and how much data you That is provide, interesting. Right? Think about, the, again, it gets back to blockchain, this, this peer shared network right? yeah. where you're distributing the power. Well, you got to own your data, though. That's the key, right? Like you can't, yeah. oh, you you can't check the box to Facebook saying, here's my yeah, data no, for whatever gotta, you those want. Those days are gone. Yeah, yeah. You got to stop doing that. See, you got to Right. It's worth something. Yeah, it's like it's worth like your house. Like you, would, you wouldn't just give your house to somebody. So you should just in give an auction market based system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, the government makes money off this too because they there's increased revenues. They get to add a czar, right? right, data, right. Personal data czar, yep, or whatever. Yeah. Yep. But there's a ton of there's a ton of path. There's a path forward to this being pretty remarkable. Yeah. And yes, it should add it to the bill of rights. Should. You have a right to own your own data. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yours. Yeah. That's so but all of a sudden it increases, like it increases, like, you know, you could easily think about productivity, think about poverty being gone. Think about what it does in terms of the standard of living. Yeah. It's meaningful. Yeah. 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 Nick, you know, guys watch me- yeah. Was, everything this week has brought me back to Mille, his speech oh. at, the, at, at the forum. Oh. Love that speech, but but I think oh, no. did you watch it? Did you watch, did you watch it in Spanish or did no, you watch the, the AI, Hey Gen? The AI yeah. one was amazing. The, yeah, when did it, you watch? Did you do the Spanish one or the English one? Uh, my my Spanish is okay, not not oh, that good because there were going to be a the, lot of uh, computations. So no, I watched yeah, yeah. the the 
AI-enabled uh, Spanish to English one in his yes. accent. I loved it. It was really, great. That in and of itself was, was what amazing. Did you, what did you think of the speech? Not to like go down the rabbit hole. He's a libertarian. Here, but, yeah. Like, I love the guy. Uh, so am I. I know, I know Clint loves him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I really appreciated uh, what he had to say there. I think he, he picked his battles very, very clearly because I think some of his ideas might go a little off the rails. Um, but within like an hour, I'm, I'm texting a, f- a friend down in Argentina. Like, Hey, what do you think of this guy? Like what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. Uh, everything's coming back or what? And she's like, Oh, it'll take some time, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. he got me all fired up. You know, that was a, oh. a really nice thing to, to watch. I love watching it, guys. You like, did you like the, you like the speech? Oh yeah. Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love the speech. Like, what are you talking about? It's, it was great. <laughs> I mean, I, I always showed it to my kids, right? Like, you know, my, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I showed and it to my kids. Good. I was just like, I just wish, I wish we had, I wish I we know. had, I haven't heard a speech like that out of a U.S. politician in a long time, right? Where there was like real conviction behind it. And, uh, you know what our slogan an is? An independent Bob. thought. Independent I'm still, thought. I'm stealing a slogan from Paul Mikowski. Go ahead. Anybody under 80 should be our campaign slogan. Yeah. Anyone. Anyone under 80. <laughs> That's great. I saw a stat. Well, somebody showed me a stat like Bill Clinton's younger than both Trump and Biden. And he was probably 20, 20 years ago. It's like, That's oh my God. too much. It's too much, man. So it's good. It's yeah, good. Like, this guy came from nowhere. He's if, right. if you haven't watched, if anyone listening hasn't watched that speech, you should go and find it, right? And do the Hey Gen. It's the Hey Gen AI. You know, he's, a, he's a wild it's incredible. Man. Like, I didn't yeah, expect yeah. it. That was what I think. I was very pleasantly surprised. Oh, if you Google him, you should watch some of the TV interviews he does down in Argentina. He's got he's like crazy. veins popping out. He's like cussing like a yeah, sailor. It's he's wild. He's intense. That guy's intense. So, so that's it. Okay, let's end it there. Nick, thanks for this, buddy. I appreciate it. And we, we're doing the game tonight, guys. Sushi. New York. Yeah, we're doing sushi in New York soon, man. It's coming. You know All it. Right. We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, we'll have to record there. All three of us. Oh, could you imagine? That over would, sushi that would be very, very good. Yeah. All right. Kase, we'll All have right. to. Well, yeah, I don't know if to wear like GoPros or something. Done. So, we'll figure it out. I think it'll be hilarious. <laughs> we'll get it sorted. All right. This is good. Well, I'm enjoy enjoy the Thanks. time.